Fun fact! This wax museum contains a slightly smaller cheese museum. This is 20 Questions Tuesday, the podcast where one guy asks another guy 20 questions. I'm David Brunel Brutman. And I'm David Reinstrom. David! Yes, buddy. What's going on in your life? I have been playing a lot of this game called Papers, Please. Mmm, yes, I've heard of this game. It's uh, supposed to be horrifying. It is horrifying. This is the second, my second go at it. I had to put it down the first time. Uh, really? It made that me too bad? Sad. Huh? No, it's not a bad game. It's an excellent. No, I mean, game. bad isn't heavy. Uh, so, so for those of you that are unaware, and I don't see why you would be aware, it's not like a triple A title. Um, yeah, it's a small indie game, right? The, yes. The goal of this game, or the the conceit, the premise. The premise. Thank you. The premise of this game is that you are a border uh, inspection officer in the fictional communist nation of Arstotska. Uh, the year is 1982. You are, you are, the border is opened for the first time in like 15 years. Okay. Uh, and so all the game is, is you walk to work and then there's this big old line of people and you are standing in a little booth and you have to inspect people's passports. And you Sounds can either, straightforward enough. And you can either approve or deny their application. But there are people who are lying on their passports. There are people who are smuggling in contraband. There are people who are fleeing from, you know, political violence in their home countries and don't have anything and beg you and plead with you to please just let them in. Make an exception. There are people that try and bribe you. Uh, and if you... Getting, getting darker. If you make a mistake, if you make enough mistakes in each workday you are fined. Um, and so something you have to manage at the end of each day is you get a certain amount of money for every person that you process, but then you also have to pay for food, and you also have to pay for rent, and you also have to pay for heat for yourself and your four family members. Oh, geez. So the the way So to things get very dark very quickly is what you're saying. Almost immediately. You have to begin making terrible moral decisions. What is more important? My son living or you know or or this couple not being separated at the border. The husband has all of his affairs in order, the wife does not have her entry permit. Oh jeez. What do you so, do? So this sounds heart-wrenching? Yes. It is absolutely fascinating, and in fact, I think it should be taught in schools as, um... You only really need to play about half an hour of it to discover how easy it is for a totalitarian state to make decisions for you. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because I decided... Just by, you know, coercion, basically. Through coercion, yes. How, how, How you can be forced to make immoral choices when you are placed in an inherently immoral situation or a desperate situation so dare i even ask how do you win well so there the are game? there are 20 possible endings but the way that I, so so the way that i'm playing right now is i've decided i'm going to harden my heart and i'm going to be the greatest border security guard ever and that means that I tear apart families. And that means that I deny people that are running and hoping to get political asylum in my admittedly pretty shitty country. 
Uh, and that means that if people... I think that might actually be the saddest part of what right. you've told me yeah. so far. Yeah, and, and that means that when people hunt, uh, hop the fence, uh, and since the, the, um, the guard detail has been reduced, I've been given the key to the weapons locker, which means oh, that I must no. shoot with a tranquilizer gun, in fairness. I must shoot the person that is jumping over the, uh, over the fence before they fire on the border guards or try to blow themselves up in a suicide attack. Jesus Christ. So, yeah. Do you have this game? Did you buy this game? Yeah. I I bought it on a Steam sale because I heard it was really good. Well, now I, I am terrified to start playing it. I hope you look forward to playing it now. Oh god. I would I would say just with through sheer economy of storytelling, it is one of the most arresting games I have ever played. All right, well, I I hate to say I'm looking forward to it after all that, but it I'm I'm intrigued. What have you been up to, Dave? Well, zero murders and tearing apart of families. Mm, mm, I'm so, so none of that. good at it now. You are a monster. Mm. You look down at your hands and you're like, "What have I become?" Mm, say that should. to my Soviet pension and my class 7 apartment. Oh, class seven. Okay. Well, in that case, <laughs> I guess you're unapproachable. Uh, okay, here's what I did recently. <laughs> what have you done recently? I went for the first time ever to a metal show. Oh, how delightful. Yeah, like I've a, never like been a, to a... Like a brass show? No, like a heavy metal show. Oh! Like a rock and or roll concert. Okay. Uh, how so was it? this is... Uh, not bad. All right. Actually, it was very loud, and it was I was so out of place <laughs> at this place, dude. So this was sort of like '80s style heavy metal. Uh huh. So we're talking like not you know like not like death metal, not like so no no vocal growl, sure. No, not like growly vocals and you know really like intense double kick drum and more like virtuosic guitar playing. Yeah. So like really rapid complex squeedlies and deedlies. So was the vocal style Exactly. Was the vocal style kind of operatic? I wouldn't describe well because to me, it to seemed me, like it wanted to be operatic, okay. but I'm gonna level with you. The vocalists weren't very good. Okay. And I'm trying without, you know, I, I'm trying to say that without prejudice okay. because I am not somebody who listens to a lot of metal, but I feel like I have enough of a handle on it to have a vague idea when the vocals are good or not. And these were like passable. I'm not someone who listens to a ton of metal, but the metal that I like is exceedingly campy and English. <laughs> so, so that means that I love uh, like Judas Priest and Iron Maiden, and sure. and like kind of I don't know what you would call classic British metal from like 1974, and everyone sort of sounds like Skeletor, but not yeah. in the growly way, right? The they sound like British Skeletor, you mean? Yes, like British Skeletor. 
Hey, David, what does British Skeletor sound like? I'm what do you, so glad you asked. What do you think that would sound like? Well, if I had to guess, I would imagine that British Skeletor sounded rather like this. We must deploy our warships. Like that? Why, thank you for that rendition of British Skeletor, you're, David. You're very welcome. I feel so enlightened now. <laughs> so, yeah, kind of like, uh, I would say a Two little later than that. To Definitely more. that that was actually pretty good thank you i yeah i'm uh i'm a little impressed now you know what is awesome that you should listen to what should i listen to nico case singing the number of the beast what Uh, i need to find this immediately show notes oh my goodness nico case this is like a year ago now nico case was on uh minnesota public radio's wits and okay. host John Moe asked her... Which like, I've only recently discovered. Yeah, I like it. I rather like it. They had uh, my favorite thing mm. that I saw in there. Quickly. Yes. They had uh, a contest where people wrote shitty versions of Neil Gaiman stories. And then Neil Gaiman came on and Neil Gaiman read the shitty Neil Gaiman stories. <laughs> so good. But anyway, Nico Case was on Wits. Yeah, and she was like... You know, you people may not know this about me, but I love metal. Uh, and and John I Mo, believe that. Yeah. Uh, and John Mo was like, really? And this was a put on because he knew because this was on the set list. And then she did um, Number of the Beast by Iron Maiden with the house band. Okay, I need to find this so fast. As soon as we finish this show. Immediately, I'm going right there. The last time I went to a metal show, uh, I was definitely... I was like, oh, I gotta be as metal as possible. So I put on... Yeah, I took the total opposite tack. Yeah, I I was wearing a leather jacket. I remember my friend Philip Montoro took me to see a French band called Gojira at the House of Blues. Gojira! He works for the Chicago Reader. He's the music editor of the Chicago Reader. Okay. Uh, and I remember we were, we got uh, seats in the opera box. Okay. At the House of Blues. So we were just standing up there on this upper gallery, looking down at this swarming mosh pit of metalheads. <laughs> and I felt like, like rock, like I felt like metal royalty. I was like, wow, I'm doing this thing. I'm he- here with my friend Philip, and he's like this imperious metal king. And I am a member of his metal court. Basically. That sounds so metal. I am not very good at headbanging. I learned that that night. Well, you don't have enough hair. Well, that, but it also hurt my neck. I was like, oh, "Oh, how can you... For 20 minutes, you can do this? I bet metalheads have really good neck muscles. (laughs) I bet they do better than those guys who do, like, those um, neck machines at the gym. What are those called? Kegels? Mm, I think that's something <laughs> different. I'm funny. Anyway, you want to play 20 Questions Tuesday? Do I? Do you? Uh, Yes. Okay, let's do it. Okay. First, I think we should go over the rules. Rule number one. I will think of a thing. 
Rule number two. David will ask only yes or no questions to narrow down the nature of the thing. Rule number three. If David exceeds 20 questions, the game and reality as we know it is over. No more than 20 questions are permitted. Rule number four. If David correctly guesses the thing in fewer than 20 questions, he wins the game, and we all get to live for another week. Rule number five. Do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. Are you ready? I am ready. You may ask your first question. Brother David. Yes. Does this happening take place in the present day? Uh, I would say it probably does not take place in the present day. Does this happening take place? But it could take place in the present day. Oh, okay. R.W.C. Fields will now take over questioning. Does it take place in these United States? W.C. Fields, yes, it does take place in these United States. At a time that could be coincident with the present moment or some period in the past. Yes. Why, I remember when I was not but knee-high to a grasshopper, you were. How long are you going to do this? <laughs> no longer. So, okay, so it takes place in the U.S., possibly now, possibly earlier, kind of irrelevant. Yes. It actually does not have to be in the United States, but it is probably in the United States. Okay. Uh, does it concern a human being? No. An animal? No. Uh, a machine? Yes. A living machine? No. A thinking machine? No, I wouldn't call it a thinking machine. A machine that travels. Nope, this machine doesn't go anywhere. This machine is stationary. Yes. Does this machine have an industrial purpose? No, this machine is not an industrial machine. Is it a machine for entertainment? Yes, this is an entertaining machine. Okay, an entertaining machine. Well, it is a machine for entertainment. Would it be found in the home? No, I don't think this would be found in the home. I mean, it could be found in a home but it would not be typically found in the home. So it's not like a butler robot that you bring out for entertaining and it's got yeah, the crudités. Yeah, I was going to say, in what stupid universe is a <laughs> butler entertaining? Uh, he helps you entertain. Yeah, okay, we're using different definitions He'd be of like, entertain. Sir, here. madam, may I take away these glasses? Beep boop. And I'd be like, oh, you're so entertaining, Butlertron. Thank you, sir. I endeavor to do so. Wesley. I have the ability to speak into distinct intonations. No, it's not a butler child. Okay. Um, is it electronically powered? Yes, it is electronic. So if this circumstance were to happen, it would be sometime between the present day and the last 50 years? Correct. Okay. He, there's an even narrower time frame. Uh, is it computerized? Yes. Okay, so between 1986 and the present day. Uh, could be a little earlier than 86, but between the mid-80s and the present day, yes. Okay, okay. Is this device... Actually, it could, it could even be early 80s. Okay. Anytime between 1980 and the present day, this could occur. Does it want to play a game? Uh, it doesn't want to play a game. Is it War Games? Is it the plot of War Games? <laughs> No, it is not the plot of war games. But it is a game computer. Yeah, uh, a, you could call it a game computer. But it's you, not the best word for it. But you would not. 
No. Because you would find it in a very particular sort of place that is not the home. Yeah, usually. Uh, like a, an arcade. Yeah, you would find it in an arcade. So it's... Okay, so you are thinking of an arcade game. Yes, I am thinking of an arcade game. Okay. Is it, Describe to me the arcade game, Is David. it a real arcade game? No. Of course not. This is an arcade game that I have invented. Okay. Is it... Is this the sort of arcade game that, like, an 80s action-adventure movie would be about in that it sucks the player into the game and then you have to go through all the levels but as a real person? It could happen, but it would be kind of a lame movie. Okay. So what you're saying is that the object of this game is sort of lame and mimics real life in some unsatisfying way. I mean, I don't think it would... It depends on the execution. It could be very unsatisfying. It's definitely lame. Okay. Does it have a joystick and buttons and stuff? Yeah, I think it has a joystick and buttons. Can you win this game? Yeah, you can definitely win the game. So, okay, so in order to win this episode... But you episode, gotta have skills, bro! In order to win this episode of 20 Questions Tuesday, do I have to yes. figure out who is playing the game? Nope, just, you just have to figure out what in, the game is. In any town USA, in a in an arcade, uh, in, a, in a video arcade somewhere, there is this this arcade cabinet, this arcade game. Yes. And I have to figure out what is going on in the game and how it is played. Yes. Okay. Uh, do I have to figure out the protagonist of the game? Yeah. Okay. You can figure out the protagonist of the game. Is the protagonist a human being? No. Uh, is the protagonist an animal? No. An anthropomorphic object? No. An object? No. An idea? Nope. A... But the game has a protagonist. The protagonist is world peace. <laughs> really? No. Oh, no. Okay. Why, why would I just tell you that? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you just gave up. <laughs> you were like, fuck this. Dave is never going to get it. David, you know me better than that. <laughs> I will never give up. I will never give you up, David. Oh, thanks. I will never let you down. Oh, you won't? No. I will never run you around. Or... Uh, I don't uh, remember the rest desert, of the song. Desert me? Hurt me? Desert, mm. desert you? Desert, desert juice? Something like dessert juice? Yeah, dessert juice. You know, the ones who make the hamantashen, dessert juice? Not dessert juice, dessert juice. Oh, dessert juice. Mm -hmm. Like any juice at all? No, like like extra sweet. Like chocolate juice. Ugh. Can we ban the phrase <laughs> chocolate juice from all future endeavors? Only if we make it the title of this episode. <sighs> Deal. <laughs> Okay, David, who is the protagonist of this game? We really should not make Chocolate Juice the title of this episode. Nope, we should not. All right. Uh, is it a computer program? No. It's not like Tron, where the hero of Tron is a subroutine within the game Tron. Named nah. Tron. Nah. Okay, good. It ain't no It ain't no Tron times over here. Right. There ain't no Tronsmen walking around, Troning at things. So is this video game of a particular genre. Hmm. Is it of a particular genre? Ah, uh, mm, I'm just gonna say the genre is arcade game. 
So it's not a fighting game. It's not a fantasy game. It's not a western. It's not a no. shoot 'em up. No. It's not, not any a of those things. Side scrolling space combat pew pew bullet hell game. No. No. It's just an. Though I would game. play a game called Pew Pew Bullet Hell. Oh, good. And and the and the player character is something. Yes, the player character, the protagonist of the game, is a thing but of not, some sort. Not a human being. Not nope. a, Not an alien. No. Not a robot. Nope. Not a plant. Yes. A plant. Yes. Okay. <laughs> a specific kind of plant. Yes, a specific kind of plant. Is edible plant? Uh, parts of it are edible. Is potato. No. This is not a game where you play as a potato. Uh, A.K.A. Portal 2. <laughs> uh, well, well, I guess you play with a potato with a in potato. that one. Uh, potato so you is your sidekick eat, in that one. You can only eat part of it. Yeah, yeah. The entire plant is not edible. Is rhubarb. No. Do you have to cook this plant in order to eat it? Uh, the thing that you eat uh, of this plant, yes, you have to cook it. Is the inedible part poisonous? No, it's not poisonous. It's just sucky. You don't want to eat it. Is it grown all over America? No, it is not grown all over America. Is it grown in America? Yes, this definitely grows in America. In the American Midwest? Um, yeah. Primarily? No. Okay. Is it a commodity crop? Hmm, I don't think so. Depends on the definition of commodity crop. So it's a food. I'm going to say no. So it's a food crop. Uh, yeah, yeah. Does it grow on a vine? No. Does it grow on a stalk? No. Does it grow underground? No. Do we eat the flower? No. We It's like a, do we eat the fruiting body of it? Nope. And we don't eat the root? Nope. Do we eat the seeds? Nope. Do you have to peel this vegetable? Is it a vegetable? I didn't say it was a vegetable. Mm, it's not a vegetable. Uh, is it a flower? No. Is it a tree? The protagonist of the game is a tree. <laughs> <laughs> what part of a tree can you eat? It will become important later on in the scenario. It's an apple tree. No. Uh, it's a tree that bears some kind of fruit? Nope. It's a tree that bears some kind of nut? No. Um, you realize pineapples don't grow on trees? Yes. Okay. Is it a palm tree? No. Is it a coconut tree? Palm? No, I said it was in the Midwest, for God's sake. All right, all right, all right. When uh, have you ever seen a palm or coconut tree in the Midwest outside? In a broken snow globe, careening slowly to a skidding halt outside the 7-Eleven in my hometown. Well... I'm depressed. I'm going to go hide in the closet forever and remember my childhood. So, okay. So it's a kind of tree in the American Midwest or in America. Yeah. Is it an oak tree? No. Is it a cedar tree? No. A maple tree? Yes. It's a maple tree. Okay. So the protagonist of this game is a maple tree. Correct. From Canada? Probably. Or from Vermont? Could be. Okay. But probably from somewhere uh, in the, like, northeastern 
area okay. of the North American continent. Okay. Doesn't matter specifically. It's a maple tree. Can the maple tree move? Is it a magic maple tree? Nope, it cannot move. <laughs> it's just a tree. It's just a regular tree. <laughs> Can it talk? Nope. Can it interact with its surroundings? Uh, yeah, it can do, okay, it can do one specific thing that a tree normally cannot do. Squirt sap at loggers. Exactly. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> All right. So, the tree uh-huh. in the game. Tree quest. Yes, oh, tree quest. no, that's not what it's called. It's called Maple Story. Of course, the game Maple Story. <laughs> yeah, the game Maple Story that was around in the mid to uh, late 80s. The 8 bit arcade game. So there are lumberjacks coming at you as the maple tree. Uh-huh. And you have to squirt sap at them <laughs> and encase them in sap. Sure. Before they start attacking you with their axes and chainsaws. Now, that is only part of your goal. What is your other goal in this game while you are being attacked by lumberjacks? You have to repel the lumberjacks until you've produced enough sap to make into maple syrup to fill up a little boy's plate of flapjacks. No, you don't care about humans. You hate all of humanity. They're all axe-wielding murderers. (laughs) They're all the enemy. Fuck this kid and his flapjacks. <laughs> you would burn down his flapjack stack if you could. Oh, I like that flapjack stack. Flapjack stack. That's nice. Say that five times fast. Uh, flapjack stack. Flapjack stack. Flapjack. Hold on. Flapjack stack. 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 Things are starting to get sort of scary towards the end there. Flapjack! Flapjack! And my co-host has died (laughs) due to tongue twisters. (laughs) Well, this has been 20 Questions Tuesday. Uh, Wait, I am returning to life. Oh, okay, he's back. Never mind. Okay, so what are you doing while you're being attacked by these lumberjacks and playing as a tree in this 8-bit arcade game from the 80s that Uh, I made up? I assume you are also trying to propagate baby maple trees no i mean eventually i'm not trying sure, to spit out those little th- that's maple, sort of like a meta maple that, that would be like things. a meta thing how do how do maple trees reproduce don't they have the little swirly the little helicopter <sighs> seeds i believe they have helicopters they have i believe a... they reproduce by a helicopter. <laughs> we do not know we are city goddamn people <laughs> no no we're gonna look this up all right are you Maple at- trees reproduce via helicopter. <laughs> Apparently they are called Samaras. What are they called? Samaras? Like Samsara? N- no, like Samara. Like S-A-M-A-R-A. Alright. It is a winged achin, a type of fruit in which a flattened wing of fibrous paper tissue develops from the ovary wall. Meaning it turns into a helicopter. Sure. Okay, confirmed. Maple trees reproduce via helicopters. A pretty badass way to reproduce, if I do say so myself. Hell yeah. I want to reproduce via helicopter. I'm jealous of maple trees now. Okay, so, while all that is going on, 
Uh, am I waiting for winter to come? No. Am I trying to... Oh, I'm... Oh, I see. While, while I'm using the joystick and the A button to spit um, sap at French-Canadian, probably, loggers... They are so French Canadian. The other thing they that are I'm walking around to do. wearing the plaid. Consacre de tabernacle. Oh, I really shouldn't do that. Um, that is that is irredeemably filthy in Quebecois French. Hooray! <laughs> Jesus. Um, I'm also trying to gather as much light from the sun as possible. Yes, correct. So, in order to do what? Grow huge. Exactly. <laughs> So, David, yes. what was I thinking of? You were thinking of a game called Maple Story, in which the player plays a, a young uh, maple sapling who must grow to immense forest-conquering maturity by, mm -hmm. by, by gathering through photosynthesis as much light energy as possible and also spitting maple sap and encasing uh, would-be loggers in amber. That is 100% correct. Yeah! You did it. Thank you. Do you want to go over to the Scoratorium? No, I want to I want to bask in this moment a little bit longer. Okay, well, I'm going over to the Scoratorium without no, you. No, tell me I did it again. David? You did it again. <laughs> okay, I'm ready to go over to the Scoratorium. Good night, Gracie. <laughs> Good night, Gracie! All right. Let's see... Helicopters are spinning up. And here we go. David. Yes, brother. You know what you got? What I got? Uh, two turntables and a microphone. Two turntables and a microphone. Two turntables you got and a microphone. That 20 questions Tuesday. In just 10 questions. Shamo! You are a Maple Tree Victory person. Thank you. Wow, that was awkward. I feel like it. I feel like <laughs> those were words that I all said at the same time. Well done, my friend. Uh, sidebar mm. in reference to your Shamao, have you played the Michael Jackson arcade game? No, because there is a Michael Jackson arcade game where I shit you not, you play Michael Jackson. Uh huh. The goal is to go around. There are corporate thugs trying to stop you from being Michael Jackson or something. Mm -hmm. And you have to go around collecting children. And when you uh, get a power-up, you turn into a robot version of Michael Jackson that dances so hard what? that all your enemies blow up. <laughs> That's amazing. This is a real arcade game. You can go play it. Maybe I will, David. Maybe I will. And that's how you play 20, 20 Questions, Questions Tuesday. Tuesday. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Like us on Facebook and follow our Tumblr at 20questionstuesday.tumblr.com. Our theme song is Blood Meridian by Curlew, licensed under a Creative Commons 3.0 license. The music you heard under the show this week was by Gepel, also licensed under a CC license. If you want us to use your music, message us on Facebook or Tumblr. Up next, stay tuned for the jury-rigged Exploding Pinecone Action Hour. I'm David Reinstrom. And I'm David Brunel-Brutman. Good night. 